best friend yeah we talk all the time every day we've been homies that ride or die since we were 15 before that like 13 well it was high school like freshman mm, i think we started hanging out more when we were 15 okay because that was when like my my two girlfriends decided that meth was cool and i was like i need a new friend yeah and it was you yeah <laughs> 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 Okay, so our high school experience was kind of like we were like misfit, weirdo kids. We met in theater. We were obnoxious. <laughs> what do you have to say about this? That's all true. This interview is going great. Yeah. We're so, like the, okay, so this is the second time we're trying to record this. The first time we were like drunk and high as you're hitting the weed pen. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't really going anywhere. Well, that's the thing. It was just like crazy bananarama like banter that went all over the place. But I feel like that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. Because you're ADD. <laughs> <laughs> and my, starting again. My, will, my, my empathic abilities will just absorb your ADD <laughs> and we're both spazzes. Damn it, it's just as bad. I told you this would happen. <laughs> I told you this would happen. Okay, so let's... What are we going to assume? That we can salvage some of the first interview or that we're completely starting from scratch? Remember, I can edit this. I'm going to kill myself, but I can edit this. Um, yeah. That's not an answer. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're kind of sober, we're just stoned. There's no alcohol today. Okay. Let's decide, let's paint a little picture about what our future together is going to look like. So we can like... On the drug farm? (laughs) On the drug farm. We're going to live on the drug farm. How are we going to get to the drug farm? What do you mean, how are we going to get there? How are we going to pay for it? Well, hopefully this podcast takes (laughs) off. (laughs) And then I could just be your assistant because you'll be busy all the time with different interviews and stuff. With my podcast money. And then the people would come out to the drug farm to do the... Actual interviews. Well, and I would just be like your house host. Ooh, would yeah. you have like outfits? I would definitely have an outfit every, <laughs> be an outfit for every occasion. <laughs> every day would be a different outfit. What outfit would you wear on Thursday? Mm, well, <laughs> <laughs> Thursday would be like the goth boot day. You have these crazy goth boots. Yeah, I've had them since we first met when I was 15. Yeah, they're called your Frankenstein boots. Yes. Didn't you get them at Hot Topic and yes. you like blew an $80 teenage load into the store and came out with these ridiculous boots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my mom to give me money because I told her that it was for something. Cancer medicine? No, it was something with school and like she actually bought it. And I was like, huh, what? Okay. And then I came home with the boots and I think that they wanted me to return them. And I said I did. <laughs> and they were like, where's the money? I'm like, oh, what, what, what? <laughs> like... <laughs> Anyways, I got away with it, and I still have the boots to this day. They've got, like, metal plates on them, too. They're quite mm-hmm. ridiculous. You can click them together, like hills. Yeah, like <laughs> tap shoes for, like, the insane. Yeah. Well, that would be part of my costume if we when we go to the Labyrinth Ball. Oh, yeah, we are going to go to the Labyrinth Ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We won't talk about that, though. I want to hear about the rest of this outfit. Uh, oh, for Thursdays? Also, so I'm not the... crazy about the idea of you wearing those platforms anywhere in public where we're together. <sighs> just, I've told you this before. It's just how I feel. All right. All right. <laughs> Gives you a bad name. I'm just like, I'm standing next to this guy in these boots. And, <laughs> and I'm I like, him. I'm like seven feet tall in them, too. <laughs> yeah, and I just have to accept him for who he is. But damn those boots. You've always accepted me. I know, but I don't have to accept your boots. That's what I mean. I accept you, so I'll stand next to you while you look dumb, but I hate those boots. When I was wearing the boots, you were wearing, like, dinosaur butt flaps. (laughs) So it was just as ridiculous. Like, I mean, it wasn't, wasn't like, throwing off your vibe. Like, you were kind of doing it 
<laughs> as well. I was doing it to you. Yes, we were freaks. Um, and that's okay. Butt flaps are the are like the things that punk rockers wear on the back of their pants. They're like oversized patches. It's like if you put a flag on your butt. But for me, it was like it was the Barney dinosaur. It was the Barney girl, one. The girl dinosaur. No, it was Barney. Uh, yeah, it was because I remember it was the cape of a Barney mask, and I cut it off and turned it into a butt flag. No, it was Don't the challenge green me on this. one though. She might have been there with him, but it was Barney. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Either way, it was still awesome, I guess. Better than the boots. <laughs> <laughs> for sure better than the boots. Anyway, so what would happen with the rest of the outfit for Thursdays? <laughs> what? At the drug farm. Oh, at the drug farm. Um, yeah, so it would probably be the vampire boots, and then maybe it'd be like an elegant like suit, suit and tie combo. Wow. Yeah. That's creative. Just like fancy, like a bellhop, but like <laughs> vampire bellhop. I, go I don't know. I just think that, <laughs> I don't know. I want to know how those boots are going to translate to farm life. Walking through the fields. Well, I thought the robots were going to do all the work. Robots, slaves. Slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Men on all fours with ball gags in their mouth. Rich CEOs, ooh, that's how we can fund it. We can like, ha- we can like, um, we can like advertise to CEOs who have too much power because those are always the people that go to dominatrixes and yeah, shit like that. Yeah, and it'll be like your dominatrix retreat. Come work my farm with a ball gag in your mouth while my sexy <laughs> roommates whip you. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that... I just think that somehow we'll come into money. Hopefully, we don't have to have CEOs on all fours to do that, but... I think that sounds cool. I think that we would just, like, yeah. There would be, like, DMT, like, afternoon teas. DMT. Mm-hmm. DMT time. Yes. To twirling through my mind. I'm pretty sad that we're not doing it this trip. DMT? Yeah. We'll do it again. I'm pretty sure I have a hookup for it now, but... Do you want to talk about our DMT experience? We can talk about our DMT experience. Okay. We went to Sedona. Well, the way that... So we were looking for it. We wanted it for a really long time because we'd heard about what it was. And then I had gone on, like, a date with some guy. And he said that he could, like, order it for me or whatever. Or, like, help me get it off the dark web. And then so he ordered it for me. And was like... That was... Like, we had a good date. And then... I went back to pick up the DMT and he was a completely different person and he tried to hold the drugs hostage and he told me that he would think less of me if I didn't become his girlfriend and he kept trying to get me to do the DMT with him. Oh, yeah. And I was like, no, dude, like I'm... Didn't he make you watch him do it? No. So he had some for his own... Like he bought some for himself and I was like, will you... Like he's like, I'm going to do some now even if you're not. And I was like, well, I'm definitely not because like this is the thing I've planned out with my friend and I don't want to do it for the first time this way. And he was like, okay, well, I'm going to do some, or I guess I'm not going to do some then. And I was like, no, if you still want to do some, it would actually help me out if you could show me how to do it. And he was like, well, I'm not going to show you if you're not going to do any. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'll, I'll fucking look it up on YouTube. Yeah. Just, like, suck a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so then he like, he like, I will get high. <laughs> yeah. He tried all these manipulation tactics with me, but still he wanted to get high. So he like did it by himself. And then. I remember he like he was like, "Will you just come sit with me while I do it?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then he looked really, really happy. And then afterwards, I was talking to him. I was like, "Okay, what is it like?" And he was like, "The angels came to me. They said you could have love if you want it. They said that you have love, like that I do." Oh yeah. And then he was he was like total creep. Yeah. And then he was like, "But I don't want love. That's not my thing." And I was like, "Yeah, I can tell because you're an asshole." And <laughs> then. Then I was like, okay, like it's time for me to go. Oh, another thing that he did. This is just going to be me complaining about this horrible day, by the way. Whatever. <laughs> another thing that he did was he had, like he had been in the hospital for a really long time because he had some like some sort of thing happen to him, and he was like, yeah, I got prescribed all these different pills, and was like naming all these different pills and like explaining what each of them were. And I was like, hey, I used to be like, like and he was like showing me pictures of his hospital stay and like was talking about it for like twenty minutes. Before I was like, yeah, you don't have to like explain what each drug is to me. Like I was a heroin addict and he was like, oh, well, I don't want to hear about that. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, no, but please continue with your story of how you were hospitalized. I'll keep my heroin addiction to yourself. I only want to hear about your time in the hospital. And I was like, I was like, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just saying like. Did I meet this guy? No. Because like, I mean, who would, right. I, you know, right. I, I did not complete that, you know, right. didn't do it. Because then when I, then he like tried to hold the drugs hostage and then I had to like finagle my way into giving him giving me the drugs that I had already paid for. 
And then that's when he told me, like, when I, when I went home, he was like, oh, I think you're, I think you're so awesome. I think you're really cool. But just like, you know, if you don't, if you don't want to be my girlfriend, I'll think less of you. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, what a, <laughs> what a pickle. Yeah. Fuck him. But then I saged it and I like blessed it because it came from a shitty source. And then, um, then me and you into Sedona. Mm-hmm. Well, then when you were telling me about it, like, that's when I was still doing all my research on it too. And I got really, really intrigued. And, you know, after, you know, doing pretty much every drug throughout my twenties and stuff, this was one I hadn't tried and really hadn't even heard of. So it was yeah. definitely something that was, you know, it got me excited to try something new. But what was some of the research that you did that make you that made you excited? Um, I read all I read a lot about it. And then when I started reading um, it being like more of like a like spiritual drug, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, OK, well, I've done shrooms. I've done, you know, acid. But it was like I felt like it was like even more above that. You know, people are saying that they were like, you know, saying that they were, you know, finding God or speaking, you know, like the guy mm-hmm. that, you know, said he that spoke to angels or whatever, you know, it was just like. I wanted to see like what it would open up for me, like what was going to come to me. Like that's mm-hmm. what I was really excited about. What do you remember what did come to you? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> Tell me when we were tripping. Yeah. When we were tripping. Oh yeah. So or maybe we should talk about how we got there first. <clears throat> so we went to Sedona, we went up to the mountains. It's a beautiful vortex, red rock part of Arizona. That's about an hour and a half, two hours North of mm-hmm. Phoenix. It's a very spiritual community. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's what, crystals. yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, everyone's smoking crystals up there. They've all got jade eggs. (laughs) So I felt like that was even even going to be better to try the spiritual drug in such a spiritual place. So then we went up into we had to find the spot first. That was pretty much half the adventure was just going to work. So we had to go buy the um, paraphernalia for it first, and the the crack pipe. Awkward thing was, yeah, you have to smoke it out of like you know a crack pipe or like a meth pipe. Mm -hmm. So even going to ask for that, it was like. We like. I think we told them like, "Oh, we're smoking DMT," and they're like, "Um, okay." Like, <laughs> don't worry, we're not we're not crackheads. It's like they couldn't tell from looking at us, mm-hmm. you know. Like, oh, we should have just said, "I'm picking this up for my mom." Oh god, yeah, <laughs> my tweaker mom. But um, yeah. So then, so we got the paraphernalia, drove up north, got to Sedona. I think we walked around for a bit just to kind of get a feel of the the vibe of what was kind of happening or where we we're gonna smoke this. And then, what, maybe an hour and a half into it, we finally realized we would have to be, like, almost hidden. Yeah, because we didn't want any people around us, and we kept running into people. Right, yeah. And so we, we like, tried these different trailheads, and we, like, walked a couple of different things, and we weren't really finding there a place. There was somebody somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So then we just pulled off the side of the road. Yeah. Like, and just fucking started hiking up the side of the Well, mountain. I think we had decided to, I think that we were like, well, all right, whatever, we'll just like go back down to Phoenix and like either smoke it, you know, like my house or your house or whatever we were thinking. And I think that's when I just got that kind of like, like feeling, I was like, I should just pull over real quick and just see one more time, like what's up this one mountain. Mm-hmm. And that's where we hiked that mountain and there was nobody up there. And it was like a trail that like led right into like the perfect spot for us to sit. And like, I felt like the sun was like shining down like a spotlight, like of like this exact place. Yeah. Like it was like meant to be like right there, right there. Yeah. And we would never be able to find it again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh God. No. Yeah. It was so random. Um, yeah. And then, and it was like this perfect little clearing like with shrubs and yeah. you know and yeah. it was a full moon that night so it, even though we smoked it during the day you could see the full moon in the daylight already yeah yeah which is what i remember i was like paying a lot of attention to so we i think we got set up you know we put our little blanket down um pulled our crystals out <laughs> yeah we had crystals mm-hmm. we each had i told you to bring headphones because i've i'd like read like it's good to listen to music that you think is beautiful yeah so i we each had our headphones and our music. So we weren't even like, we were just like tripping next to each other, but right, having our right. own separate experiences. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so then you went into yours. Well, I think you, I hit it first. You loaded me a little bit mm-hmm. and I just kind of waited and waited and waited. And with like the research that I read and the videos I had seen, I felt like people were kind of, you know, it was maybe within like five, 10 minutes, they were already kind of, you know, starting to feel something or, you know, get into some kind of a high, but it was not hitting me. And then I remember you were like, oh, that's weird. And then you did yours. And I watched you pretty much trip. Um, you put your headphones in, laid back. And then I was just like watching you for like a few minutes. And I think within like five, ten minutes, you like sat back up. And you're like, oh, my God, yes, you have to try this. So you reloaded me another hit. 
And I think I even took a little bit more that time, and that's when it started hitting me. Yeah, you blasted off. Oh, yeah, dude. I totally blasted <laughs> off. Do you remember what you see? Because I have, I have like, some pretty detailed notes about what I saw because I took notes because I wanted, like, the divination aspect of it. Like I Honestly, wanted... I think that it was so, like, detailed and such, like, a good trip that I can, I can still remember it right now. I remember everything about it. Like, so... I didn't have to actually take notes. It was, like, one of those memorable things that I will, like, never really forget. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what what specifics do you remember about your so trip? So I remember kind of, I just remember feeling really, really happy mm-hmm. and I laid back and I had some kind of um, like ambient music or something playing in my headphones, you know, something peaceful. And I remember looking up at the sky and one of those jet um, planes were flying right over us and like kind of like the chemtrail jets, mm-hmm. but like the chemtrails, like every, like it was, they were like falling down like snowflakes. Like I felt like they were like all around me, like surrounding me, like the smoke had turned into like like a powder almost and was like falling down around me. And then I remember seeing like a wasp or like a hornet or something that like flew over me. And like, I swear it like stopped and like looked at me. Like I was like looking into like the soul of like this insect. And like, it was like, I was like, all right, like I I could still like tell, like, you know, like I knew like I was what I was doing. I knew what I was on, but like at the same time it was like, I was totally transferred and, you know, blasted off into a different universe almost. Mm -hmm. Everything was peaceful. Connected. Oh yeah. The sky turned really 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 vibrant blue yeah the clouds were like clouds i felt like i could touch them like cotton like it was just i don't remember i just remember everything just being super super peaceful and like like everything was like connected at one like time did you almost feel like you were in the clouds like you were up in the sky yeah i was definitely higher than i was yeah i lifted up like i remember that like almost like if i could turn around like i felt like i would have saw myself like like laying on this mountain but like still being like really high up in the sky like i was leaving my body almost in a way and i guess that's where that spiritual aspect of it comes because i felt like you are lifting up you are on a higher power at that moment Mm -hmm. but did you do you remember like looking at the moon at all because i fucking stared at the moon and then shit got weird i didn't just remember kind of looking all around Mm. you know i was like taking it all in um did you have any like visuals or beings that came to you? Because I had like cl- like mermaid cloud ladies like appear and. I'll tell you that hornet or wasp or whatever seemed oddly bigger than it should have. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was something that I had just you know thought of and it you know appeared, but it was like I felt like it could have told me something. Like I think that it was trying to speak to me and like see this sounds crazy, but I felt no. like. Well, I, mean, it, I mean, you can say any crazy shit yeah, you want. You're on yeah, DMT. Yeah, but I see. I felt like it's like different than like acid, though. Like it was like I think like acid and shrooms, the things that are around you are becoming revolved into like you know melted into different like. Yeah, they like breathe. Right, right. This thing came out of nowhere. Like it was a whole. Like it totally disappeared. Like from out of the blue, like really. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I don't remember really hearing anything. I don't remember like like anything like really like talking to me. But I think that this entity in front of me was like trying to like say something but then i remember after that flew away that was kind of the last visual and i started coming back down and that's when i was like i took my headphones out totally peaceful everything that i had thought of or any like anxieties or anything i had going into this i think it was like totally just cleared Mm -hmm. i just felt at peace like nothing in that moment was gonna like throw me off or even for the rest of the day yeah yeah like, and I, I remember i hugged you right i was like can i get a hug like i remember like, it was just like cried. yeah because it was just i was totally just in a different state like right away Hmm. yeah i remember we were both like really happy what the fuck the recording oh that was weird what my computer is doing some weird shit with the recording with like the timer it's because it's 923. That was a secret message for me. Don't ever study numerology. It will ruin your fucking life. I'm not good with numbers anyway, so that's okay. <laughs> I'm not good with <laughs> I'm not good with numbers either. I remember one time though I was giving you shit for not being able to add and you were like, shut up, I was in math lab. I was in math lab, dude. I'm not good with numbers. <laughs> numbers are not my friend. And I felt like even even if I were to study numerology, my dyslexia would always fuck these numbers up anyway. So what I would really was like thinking what the numbers would appear as would be different anyway. So well, what's fun about numerology is it's like you assign characters to each number, so they don't—they're not really numbers anymore. They're like metaphors, but the nine-two-three thing is like a very specific, like secret code language that I've created with my guides based off of like the life path number of certain people or like whatever. 
And so... For some reason, the number three, though, that I feel like things come into threes for me. Like... Yeah. Like, I don't know. I always see, like, three of the same thing. Well, that's what synchronicity is. Like, there's supposedly synchronicities come in three. So if you are seeing things happen in threes, you're supposed to, like, pay attention to it and kind of pull pull at that thread. And, I mean, like, what sort of things do you mean? Oh, I was just on them as, like, a coincidence almost. But, like... Just like I would see like three of the same things, like in some like in one day, right? Or like hear the same song three times. Yes, yes. Or even like some like pe- things people would say to me. I'm like, someone just said that to me, or like we were just talking about that, but it would happen like three times throughout the day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wish it was like you know morning, afternoon, di- like night, but I feel like in sometimes like three times in a row. Um, one of one of the ways that you can work with that sort of like coincidence shit happening is when you are noticing that repeti- that repetition or like the third time that it comes up, try and remember what you were thinking about right before it came up or what you'd been thinking about throughout that entire day. And also it could just mean that like you're tapped in to the other side if you're seeing a lot of synchronicities. So like that's a good time to meditate or get a reading or do give yourself a reading. I still, you still need to get some tarot cards, dude. I do need to get tarot cards too, but honestly, um, I think just recently with maybe I think within this last year, year and a half, whenever we re like connected like mm-hmm. hardcore. Yeah. And, you know, I heard, you know, you were kind of like, you know, studying the occult and, you know, I really, really got interested into it. You know, it was something, you know, new to like look into, mm-hmm. you know, being totally like religious free. Like this was something that I can almost like have find that comfort. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I have something to start to believe in, but just studying it within the last year or so, I feel like more and more and more, like more like just like unreal things have like started happening to me. Mm-hmm. Unusual things have been happening. I see things more clearly or things I would have never saw before. Now I'm seeing. There's, um, I went to this, t- I went to this, um, talk the other, or like a month or two ago. Um, I think it's called the Basant Lodge. It's this thing in LA, but this guy was talking, he did a, a, he did a speaking, whatever. He did a talk on um, synchronicity and alchemy. And alchemy is like, I don't know if you've researched alchemy at all, but it's pretty much just like the idea of transformation. Alchemy is that idea of like turning lead into gold. Okay. So it's like transforming something into something better. Like you're transforming into something better. And the whole talk was about how like when your soul is transforming and you're becoming something better, the world outside of you um, is transforming as well and you're evolving as a human and synchronicities start to pop up in your life because you and the universe are working in tandem to become more elevated. I could see that. Yeah, isn't that, absolutely. Isn't yeah. that such a cool theory? That is a cool thing. And I think that too, that things that, you know, didn't really matter to me before um, kind of like vanished. Like, thing, like things that were there that I didn't really care about now are really clear, like, out of my universe. Like, I don't see these things anymore. Like, bullshit. Right, right. Like, you've cut out the drama. I'm able to fill it in with, you know. Like, a cult philosophy. Right, yeah. Do you think, how much of that do you think has to do with studying and how much of that do you think has to do with getting older? Because you're circling 30. Um, I think a lot of it, maybe 50-50. I think maybe, yeah. I think maybe the study of it is bringing it to like light for me, making it more digestible. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And now, and like I said, I was, you know, completely, I was basically an atheist, you know, I just didn't, I never really thought of any kind of like religion or any kind of practice, like took it seriously. But with this, I feel like I'm getting those like, like those little things happen. Right. Right. Like when people, I think when people like say like, you know, like, people are like reborn or like, you know, like even studying like Christianity, they'll say like, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, like these odd, like, well, how come I'm able to like, you know, they're putting, they're connecting things to like Christian, like things from the like Bible connecting that to like their life or like, Oh, isn't it weird? Like I prayed about it and now it's like happening. Uh I think that the more that I'm studying more of the occult, I'm seeing more of these things like in my like actual manifestation. Right. It's and and it's like, and it's like, it's manifestation. And I don't know, like I, especially because of the way that we, grew developed as teenagers like we couldn't really get along with the christian no you know we couldn't we could i couldn't i couldn't connect to it you couldn't connect to it that was one of the things that we connected on when we were in high school because there's so much christianity and far right in northern phoenix especially when we were in high school Mm -hmm. and so i think it's like the cult 
aspect or like the, the manifestation wording over prayer makes it so much more digestible and it makes it so much easier for me to connect with because I can, I, I've never been able to connect with organized religion and like something about occult principles and studying for yourself and doing things on your own. It's all about you. I feel like, yeah. and that's what intrigued me more. I think the study of it is way more interesting and way more intriguing than, you know, the Bible of where it's not about you. It's about what you need to do to be a better so, you. Yeah. Well, it's like, you have to please God or something. Right, or like right. you have to be, you know, and it's kind of like, um, it's like the cult and pleasing myself. And well, because it, with the, with the occult philosophy, you believe that you're, you're God. Yes. Like God is within. Yes. So that's what occultists believe. They believe that God is within. So it's, it goes from a place of like, I have to be good because this is what God wants. It's like, I have to do these things because I'm a God and I deserve it. And I want, and like, and I know that I still have to work for things, mm-hmm. you know? And well, I see like practicing Christians too, like my parents, it's like they're filling their head with bullshit when you could be like opening your mind to better shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like, I feel like it's completely different. It's like, don't think this way, just do this, you know, feel this, do this. Like, this is gonna, this is, it's already been planned out for you, you know? Right. And then there's this whole other different, you know, study right Mm -hmm. right it was completely opposite and that's what i like about it but yeah what sort of things have you been studying since you started i know you were like looking at alistair crawley for a while that was a bad way to start yeah because he's he's got some dark shit and remember i told you i was getting really really like in like like depth detailed like nightmares almost like yeah like i was waking up and just like sweat like <laughs> like i mean every like my whole bed was just soaked from just like sweating profusely i'm like what is happening i remember like my dreams like like i felt like i was being attacked and i almost like <laughs> i remember it was kind of like walk away like walk like this way, don't walk into this, you know, sort of light, like walk away from what you're doing right now. Like stop basically studying this and, you know, start walking away into something else. Well, were you watching, were you watching shit about his like teachings and his philosophies or were you watching shit about like his life? Cause towards the end, like he was fucking insane. That's, and I don't even remember Like, I just remember like, I mean, I, I do remember I was reading about it, but I think I may have watched like one documentary about it, but I think it was like really kind of just confusing on the, I was like, I'll figure it out myself. So then I started reading more about it. And I remember I was living at the apartment too. And then, um, I, I like heard things like happening out in the kitchen and stuff. So I thought it was my roommate go out there. There's nothing out there. I'm like, okay, something's happening. Like something darker is like, like I need to stop like studying about this guy. You know, this isn't the guy I need to study about if I want to start learning about it. And especially if it was making things manifest. I mean, you know, uh, there's no doubt that he was a fucking magician. And I mean, I do, I do respect. I liked the wizard aspect of it. Yeah. That's what I was trying to like figure the out. The magical aspect of it. But like, I know that like, I remember we watched one documentary and it was talking about like the house that he lived in, like at the end of his life and the parties they would have and like the bestiality and the drug use and like how his wife would have like, crazy bestiality sex and she like was unsure about it and like i haven't i have not studied it further i just remember watching that documentary but i'm really fucking interested to see like i know she wrote a book i'm pretty sure she like i'm pretty sure i saw that she had written a book and i'm wondering like what it says in there and how she felt and i remember too i because you know there's a lot of people that come into the crooked path from all different walks of occultism. And there's like these people that are with like the OTO, they're super like Aleister Crowley. They're like super into him. And they were talking about oh, like, he's a genius, blah, blah, blah. He's so awesome. And I was like, yeah, but you know, tor- I can see that. I just think that it was too, too dark even for me. No, and that's, I was like, well, I don't want to. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I can find, I've already found things on my own. Like I don't, I don't, you know, but I remember I was like, well, that, you know, he wasn't that cool towards the end. And the guy like was pretty cold with me for a while after that. Like, I think it took a while for that, like to smooth over. Yeah. I just, uh, yeah, I just, I kind of stopped. I went a different direction and that's when I started studying more about like, you know, being able to attract certain things that you want to attract into your attraction. life. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Did that a lot. Um, just a lot of studies on, um, energy and how you showed me when we were doing it, like the energy balls and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I started practicing doing that and, um, 
But you got to remember too that when this was happening, this was right when I was about to come off all my all my medication that right. I had been prescribed for like seven years. So it was still hard to almost feel anything. Yeah, no, I get that. You know, and I think that's actually because you know we 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 rekindled our friendship that had fallen a little bit to the wayside because we both got mixed up in our own things and like you know I was a heroin addict and you were on all your medications right. and stuff. So we both stopped doing both of those things really pretty much right around the same time and found each other. So yeah. it was kind of like some. It, like interesting timing on that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, so do you think that was helping you to feel things again or was it like, yeah, I think it was almost doling me down. It was hard to feel any kind of like energy on the medication. Cause you know, you're yeah. pretty much just a zombie. I was, you know, just out of it all the time. But then I did, as soon as I kind of got off of it, you know, gave myself that month of kind of rebuilding myself back up of yeah. being able to live, you know, with actual emotions. Like, you know, I was taking it for anxiety and depression. It's like, yeah, it's going to cure it because you're not going to feel anything. Yeah, you know, That's totally. what that medication did. It totally just, you know, dulls you down. So when I did get off of it, it kind of rebuilt myself. And then when I would start being able to, like, you know, practice, like, feeling my energy and stuff, I could really feel it. So that's when the studies got, like, a little bit harder because I was more interested that I was able to see these things and connect mm-hmm. better with them now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember that that was like we, that was such a fun night that we had that we like we did a reading and we like we lit candles and then I taught you how to do the energy ball which is for the seekers listening who don't know what that is I, I think it's called pranayana this is just something I picked up when I was a kid that I've always done but I think it's called pranayana and you hold your hands maybe six inches apart in front of your in front of you well I mean it's not like you're gonna do that from like backwards like <laughs> behind your back yeah. do it in front of you and visualize a ball of white light and then it's like a ball of energy and you should be able to start feeling the energy in your hands and you can you know start to take your hands further and further apart and see how far you can get them while still feeling the energy but what we did was to take it further and to try and develop is we we would take we would take turns making a ball and then we would infuse it with an emotion and then i would like hand you the ball yeah. and you would try we would take turns guessing what the other what each other's emotions what you were, were. Sending me. Yeah, yeah and we we were pretty it was pretty right on it was pretty yeah. on point yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, I mean, and it's like, it's such a, it's such a fun activity to do with someone, especially someone that you love and you're close with, because it's just like, what, how do we, this is crazy. Well, it's a good reminder too, that your energy is there. Yeah. I think that if you're starting to feel, you know, kind of just like, that's why I think that's with the medication again too, you know, like I didn't really think of like being able to like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. Well, no, because I mean, when you're on it, you're kind of, it's, it sounds like just like maintaining like um, your nine to five mm-hmm. sort of and just like going I home. I was totally boring, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not boring, just on a, on a, on like a, a, a wheel, Groundhog yeah. Day yeah. scenario yeah. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also after the medication, too, um, I, the things that I were, was able to envision, I felt like I was actually able to start attracting those things. Those things were coming to me. Yeah. Like things you wanted, that I wanted. <laughs> you wanted to have sex with your boss? Hey. <laughs> that, it's things like this. Like, yeah, like, like that. And hey, I'm whatever. I might have to have sex with him, but I'm attracting that new position. So <laughs> it's, it's, I'm, getting what I want you know yeah. I think that I mean I'm not like whoring myself out for a position like I don't want people to think that but I, I was already <laughs> I was very attracted to him already so for him to even like you I know we approach were me over this oh, <laughs> it needs to be said okay um but I don't know too like just like this other guy too like why would I be studying studying so much about you know witchcraft and like occultism and then he comes into my life and is totally of all of those things Right, yeah, the, this guy that you've been kind of dating recently. Yeah, he's got to go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're two months is up. Hey, man. <laughs> Putting too much energy into one thing. Yeah. It's making me tired. Oh, that's one of the things that you're, that you're saying that, you, you know, it reminds you that you have energy. And two, it's also like it reminds you that, like, the energy isn't contained within your body. And so you – and also that, like, if you're able to – take this ball of energy that I'm giving you and tell what emotion I was injecting into it with like a complete poker face. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm just doing this with my mind. Um, And what are we picking up from the people around us? You know, like what sort of like psychic bag baggage and bullshit are we picking up from other people? Cause I know today even we were both like feeling really tired and I'm like, dude, like I take, I take fucking, I take good care of myself. Like I don't, there's no reason why I should really be feeling tired 
that often, but I think it's like I pick up shit from traveling. And then when I'm here, like I'm seeing so many people and I'm being so social that I'm just like, right. And there's not a lot of time for self care. Draining. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you work in a hospital, so you're involved with people all the time who don't want to be in a hospital that are stressed out about their health. You know, Mm -hmm. you got a lot of pregnant bitches up in your grill Mm -hmm. with their hormones. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lot. I think I, I feel a lot of people's emotion now too, mm-hmm. being clear headed, but it's a lot of emotion that I don't want to even like take on. Yeah. So I think with public, I'm very one sided, very just, you know, this is my job. This is, you know, I just got to get through it. But I feel like a lot of it, you know, I, I don't want to take it home with me, mm-hmm. but I feel like some of their emotions are so strong, you know, with, you know, if someone knows that they're having a miscarriage, like, you know, they're so, so, you know, depressed in that moment. So so sad. Mm -hmm. I feel like some of that sadness will carry over to me, you know, and I don't want that. So. Right. Do you wonder too, though, if like some of the sadness you take on because it's too much for that person to bear? Like I've heard that's one of like the things that happens with empaths is they take on other people's emotions. To try to help them. Or just because, yeah, it's because like that person like actually can't bear it. So they like, they find like the nearest empath and dump it on them without even knowing it. You know what I mean? Well, it's really weird too, because I feel like a lot of my patients feel like I'm that like person to do it to. They'll come in. You know, after seeing the nurses, seeing the, you know, providers, then they come into my lab and it's like they're, they feel like it's, co- they're, they're comfortable with telling me what's going on and they'll let it all go at, you know, that, you know, that minute or that moment. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they feel more comfortable with me. They seek me more to tell me what's going on. Right. Oh, it's very strange. It's very, you get a lot of mixed emotions working in a hospital with different patients, but. <laughs> you're drained right now we're depleted mm-hmm. i will fuck well, if i release the first interview we did when we're so fucking off the wall like mm-hmm. fucking party. bonus material yeah dude total Do bonus it. material it's like it's so out of control it's we're like two different people they're gonna we're the people if once i release the other episode the people listening are gonna be like oh they're just both bipolar yeah like they're yeah. just <laughs> Hey. Multiple personality. <laughs> That's what the medication was supposed to be for. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, get off the medication. Yeah. Let's, let's meditate with Just energy. Just be crazy. You're let's fine. <laughs> it's okay. You'll see, it's fine. You'll hallucinate I, It definitely is fine. I feel a lot more free than I did before. I don't care if yeah. I'm crazy. I think that that's this is who I am. Why Why try to you know, change it. I think as long as, I think as long as you I have a handle on it. Yeah. As long as you can, as long as you have a handle on your insanity mm-hmm. and you're not fucking over other people or making other people feel like shit. Can I tell you too? I don't think I've even actually in like real life told you that lately I have been trying to meditate more when I start getting really, really anxious, even at work, I'll just shut my door and just almost just, yeah, just try to connect with myself and push everything else out. And it almost is like, I don't think I've a, able to like get to that point yet, but I almost feel like it's like, damn, like did I just take like half a Xanax because I feel so much more calm. Yeah. So I've been trying meditation. I've been trying it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of patience, but I think I, if I keep practicing, I'll get there. Yeah. You know, I guess, so I try, I try to meditate 20, at least 20 minutes every day. And that, and I mean like sit down meditation, but sometimes I'll just go like, or like, I'll only meditate before I go to bed, Mm -hmm. you know, and I know I definitely notice a difference between like taking the time out during the day and then just doing it before bed. Cause before, when, before I go to bed, like I do like an energy meditation where I'm just like cleaning out my auric field so that I, whatever bullshit I picked up, it gets dumped off. But like when I'm taking the time to meditate every day, I feel like I'm, you know, when you meditate, you, you're checking in with your body. So I realize like, Oh, my shoulders are tense. Like I, my my neck is sore because like I'm tensing my muscles, but I have the power to like release that tension. I just have to not like fucking flex. Like I just have to relax. And yeah, I don't know. The- I think I do it more just to clear my head. I think when it starts getting really cloudy and there's too many, it's not like I'm hearing voices, but like when those voices do start to just kind of pile up on top of each other, it's like, I just need to stop, you know, reconnect with myself clear my head and then, mm-hmm. you know, start over again. Okay. So what do you mean about voices? Do you mean like you and your mind, like weighing different options? Oh, there's or? always a war going on between. <laughs> I mean, it really is, yeah. you know, it is a thing. It's there's, you know, even sometimes even when I'm like smoke, if I get too high, 
-hmm. Like, I'm like, what did I do? Now I can't control that voice in the back of my head. That's just going to get louder and louder. It's just, it's those anxieties. It's those things that I was, you know, taking the medication originally for, Mm -hmm. you know, it's things, you know, basically telling you're not good enough to do this. Like, you know, it's, it's myself putting myself down, Mm -hmm. you know, but then I have to try to fight through that. Like, no, this is what, you know, like you're okay. And then all of a sudden there's that's those are the voices you know i feel like i'm fighting with my own mind it's it's really insane it's really scary no, sometimes I but mean, I've, i get it that's I've, I've always dealt with the shit like that but i feel like now that i'm even getting older it's like kind of harder to tame them okay you know i used to be able to smoke a joint and then they would you know i'd go back to being fine now i have to like smoke meditate and <laughs> you know go like extra but um it's it's just kind of realigning, saying it's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be okay, but I don't know. It gets, it, like, it gets tiring, though, to have to, like, mm-hmm. remind yourself of that. Mm-hmm. Like, because it makes you wonder, like, okay, at what point is, at what point am I not going to have to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, what pinnacle do I have to reach to make myself just know that I'm okay and feel secure? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, God, there's so much, like, money is, like, the biggest thing. Money and career. Yeah. It's just, like, I can't, like... I can't fucking beat myself up enough about it. Right. But then it's like, on the other hand, like I'll have these really great ideas and I'll be like, oh my God, this is going to be great. You're going to be like, you know, you've got these creative shit going on and then I'll put in the work and I'm like, but you have to do this much more work and you have to like make it this much better. And you like, there's all like, and then I just kind of like overwhelm myself. It's just, I think anyone that, you know, I think, I think all humans deal with emotions, especially anxiety being, you know, a big emotion, but I think that it does grab other people harder than, you know, other people, but, um, it just, it's almost paralyzing. You just get super tired. You know, the voices in your head get loud enough where you kind of just say, fuck it and lay down in bed and, you know, pull a blanket over you kind of just shut the world out. I'm trying to stop doing that. I'm trying to, that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to, you know, meditate. You've been, to clear to the, my you've been head. going to the gym, which I think is huge. It's helping a lot. It's yeah. so important yeah. to have physical activity. Mm-hmm. It's, it, that's another way to clear my head too. Yeah. I always, I always try and get like, whenever people ask me for advice, like about their anxiety and stuff, I always am like, you need to start taking walks. You need to do something other than going to work, coming home, watching TV and going to bed. Yeah. Like you need to move your body. Don't let this emotion cripple you. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just that. It's like it's not it's not even just like the emotion is winning. It's also like okay, well what do we scientifically know about exercise? We know that it releases endorphins. Yeah, endorphins, what is it? Like oxytocin? No, touch releases oxytocin, I think. Touching other people releases oxytocin, but like serotonin. Serotonin, yeah. Yeah. So, like we we scientifically have proof that this is going to make you feel better. Mm-hmm. So, if you're not taking those steps, but you're asking for advice. It is almost like a drug too, working out. And I just realized I can't do it too late at night. Cause then I get that high where I'm like, you know, yeah. I get home and I'm like, I should be going to bed now, but I I'm just, just like so juiced. <laughs> right. I just want to <laughs> <laughs> rage all of a sudden. But, um, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. It's, it's something new. I'm trying to take different steps, different directions mm-hmm. to control this, but yeah, I don't know. See what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> oh my god, this is like we were just talking about how we were gonna get to our farm. <laughs> That's how this started. Oh, the drug farm. Yeah, we're we gonna get to the drug farm. Okay. <laughs> what are we gonna? Ha- okay, what should, like what we're gonna call like our group of friends? Where that- is the drug farm? And I think the Pacific Northwest would be nice, like somewhere with plenty of water, so that when the apocalypse happens, like we're we're good. We can be self sustaining. Okay. Um, I mean, I guess Flagstaff is an option, but Flagstaff has droughts too. Like the Pacific Northwest is wet. Like yeah. it's wet. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. You wouldn't miss the city? Not during the apocalypse. No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the old, like I love, I love living in LA and I love being near, near a city, but I like the older I get and. Maybe that's. I felt like when we were younger, we were more city kids. Yeah. Like I remember like I fantasized about living in like the hustle and bustle of New York city or like going mm-hmm. to Paris and now I'm like in LA and there's, you know, it's a big city and I lived in San Francisco for a while and that was cool. But I'm also like, all I want is a fucking farm. Yeah. Like the older I'm getting to, I'm finding, you know, I, I don't want to be around anybody. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to spend the time that I have like in, in clean air 
and with people that I love and away from politics. From bullshit. And yeah, yeah like I just want to feel like I have my own corner of the world where like I get to be I feel like I almost can't trust the world right now. I feel like everyone's totally, kind of shady. Totally. Um it, it's a it's a weird time to be alive. Is that weird to say? No. It I just I mean I, maybe. I I feel like everything that I maybe have known, you know, 2 years ago is just completely different. I feel like the whole world has changed and, you know, I feel like what's happening here in America with Trump and stuff and all that bullshit, you know, people can say that that's what's happening, but I think that there was a shift in just everything before, you know, we elected him president or, you know, I feel like it was already kind of changing. I feel like people were, you know, already starting to kind of go against each other. I thought it was getting better because, you know, because it, I really loved Obama as president, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I th- I thought that things were getting better because of that. But then, like, when Trump won, it was... But you don't feel like there was a shift happening even before that? Like, maybe well, media I told f- us, you I know, to feel, like feel this certain way or, you know, to start, you know, being this, you know... Honestly, I was, like, having been on heroin, oh, I yeah. was so fucking separated from what was actually going on and, like, what was normal Yeah, that I kind of woke up two years ago when I got clean, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so I don't, I honestly don't really know what anything was like during that time, except for like the darkness that was happening around me. Well, maybe that's why I'm feeling the shift too. Now being off of medication, now that I actually feel emotions again, you mm-hmm. know, to see that human kindness has kind of left. I don't know. I, I do, you know, see it in a lot of people's, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's a weird time right now. Things are really weird for some reason. And maybe it's just the way I do feel. I just, I don't know. Well, what do you think is, where do you think it's going? Do you think, it, I mean, do you think we need to I think, think about bailing? I think that bailing? we're basically, yeah, I think we do need to bail. I think we need to bail too. I think that with, basically with everything that's happening right now, it's like all technology, all things that have, like as trying to better us is basically just going to keep you in your house. What can you do without having to leave your house? The technology thing freaks me out. And then like the net neutrality thing. That's already happening. I know. But like that was like, that was such a blow. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of political blows so much so that like it does, I have no pride in saying this because I was such a politically active teenager. Like you remember we were always you, going, yeah. we were always going to protest. We were all the protests. I was always yeah. writing my political zines and like now I'm an adult and I'm like, I can't even pay attention because it breaks my fucking heart and yeah. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, that's like, that makes me feel so weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, you know, I stay reasonably informed, but it's like I, whenever I am staying truly up to date, I feel like I am like, just losing a battle. Like I'm actively losing a battle. I think that that, that's completely true. And too, and I never even thought about it that we were politically active and now the older I'm getting, I just want to stay out of politics. I don't even, even, I just don't even talk about it anymore. Yeah. I don't like the drama that it brings with it. Right. Right. Yeah. But then it's like, God, it makes me feel like, um, it makes me feel guilty for being like complacent, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Okay. We, we don't have to talk about that. I want to talk about um, that one night we were doing energy work stuff and we were trying to channel your sister because you had a sister who passed away yeah. a couple of years ago, like two years ago, right? Yeah. A year and a half. It's been two years and yeah, this month. Yeah. So we were like, we were doing your energy work and we were trying to channel her a little bit and I was like, hey, I want you to scare the shit out of your brother. And it like, I swear I felt like a, like a, a mischievous like laugh, you know? Mm-hmm. And then... I left and went about my own way. And then what happened? Like, was it that night or a couple of nights later? Your parents were out of town, so you were home alone. Oh, yeah. I was in the back of my parents' house. Yeah, um, it was when you were staying there for a little bit to regroup. I think that I felt like... I feel like she's kind of maybe always, like, with me. Like, I, if I think about her, like, I can almost feel her, like, mm-hmm. around me. And that's, you know, that's definitely a positive thing. But I think that... She always kind of fucked with me when we were kids. So when you had said that. She was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> shit was happening. Yeah. Some weird shit had happened. Um, I think there was like, there was just like weird noises and shit. Like things that weren't happening started happening because mm-hmm. of you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. But didn't, she, didn't like a door open or something on its own? A lot of shit was happening. It was happening in the bedroom that she had used to live in. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, 
be my friend. Let's practice energy stuff. I'm going to convince your dead relatives <laughs> to scare the shit out of you. <laughs> and then my grandma with the Ouija board, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, we had a weird experience with the Ouija board. Mm. We can talk about that. About the weird shit that happens every time I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of a magnet for it. And I yeah. think feather. I, well, and I don't think it's just me. I think that it's also like you're into it. So you have like some sort of like connection anyway. And when we get together, it's like double trouble. Yeah. Double yeah. trouble. Yeah. My favorite kind. We should go to the graveyard later. I love going to the graveyard. So my grandparents and her sister are born, are, are born, well, kind of. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they were, they're buried at the same cemetery and we like to go there at night. Maybe we should do that after this. Yeah. But um, it's... That's what we should talk about is our cemetery parties. <laughs> Dude, we do have cemetery parties. We totally do. Mm-hmm. We'll like, we'll go have a drink, light a candle. Will you go with me? Because I didn't get to go this uh, year. I haven't... Um, I would love to say hi to my grandparents. Okay. Yeah, let's I wanna do it. I want to go. Okay, yeah. Um, but it's it's so... I remember the first time we went there, like, she didn't even have her headstone yet. Like, the plot was, like, so fresh. But I remember we, we parked in the neighborhood because it was nighttime, so we couldn't, like, pull the car in, and we didn't want to be, like, super obvious about what we were doing, so we parked in the neighborhood, like, a block down. Well, the cemetery glo- uh, gates close at, like, 6. Yeah. But there's, like, a, like a shorter fence... That you can literally just yeah, hop that you over. can just like you can just lift your leg up and walk over. And I remember we were walking up to it. We were walking up to the cemetery, and there's a mausoleum in the middle of the cemetery that's playing music twenty four seven. Yeah, like beautiful piano music. And I remember walking and get, walking up to the cemetery and getting closer and closer, and it sounded like music over water because it's just bouncing off all the headstones and it was like a music box and it was so eerie but like so beautiful at the same time like enchanting almost yeah yeah i mean you know because just because we're goth weirdos we're like yes (laughs) this is amazing but it would scare the shit out of most people (laughs) well i originally only started doing it because i think you know losing my sister it was hard but it's very i don't like to like you know, visit her headstone when there's other people there. Like mm-hmm. I like to do it in, you know, on my own. I like to, you know, be like in the moment just without other people being around. Right. So when I'm telling, you know, like my mom and stuff that I'm like sneaking into the great, you know, cemetery, of course she thinks I'm like having a seance, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I just do this cause this is how I am able to, you know, deal with it. This is how I want it to be when I go and visit her. Yeah. So, and it's like, it's so respectful. Like the, when mm-hmm. we go, like it's completely to like honor the and final resting place. And I think that's place. why, because I know there is a security guard there, but I, I, I know they have seen me there, you uh-huh. know, with like the candles and stuff like yeah. that, but I don't think they've ever bothered me because I think they know that that's what I'm doing there. Yeah. They know I'm not there to start trouble or, you know, I'm not up to anything like fishy. Right. You know, they know I'm at that one plot, you know, kind of just by myself. So nothing crazy is happening, but I mean, it is definitely, you know, it's definitely, um, uh, breaking and entering, you know, yeah. you, you're going into somewhere that, you know, is closed. So you're trespassing. And then on top of that, I'll usually smoke like a bowl there, you know, kind of just, you know, unwind, relax. But it's like I'm getting high and breaking and entering into a cemetery. Right. Like it could go badly. Like it could, there could be, you know, some kind of a fine involved. But I think that they kind of just leave you be, you know, as long as you're not, you know, I'm not spray painting, yeah. like, you know, the headstones or anything. Like it's, I don't know. I don't think they really think anything of it when it's just me. Well, that's what we should do tonight. All by the wine. Oh, so now we're going to drink. Hey, this, <laughs> we made it through the interview. We're, <laughs> it's not too crazy. Um, but like, let's yeah, go there. Let's we, go. We found each other when we quit pills and found sobriety. <laughs> let's get stoned and drink wine. Hey, hey whatever. Weed is not a drug. Weed oh, is my vitamin. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm waiting for someone to listen to this podcast to reach out to me with like some sort of a problem with like me saying I'm sober even though I drink and smoke pot but it's not I mean you know if you're not if you're not slamming heroin and you used to be and you're not abusing alcohol do whatever the fuck you want right right yeah I have like um I don't know. Some people think that you have to completely quit everything and I think that you just need to quit what's a problem for you Mm mm-hmm and if everything's a problem for you, then you need to quit everything. Or it's if you're very not... ironic that that's why my sister's there. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But hey, I mean, we are clean people. I, I'm i clean. 
I'm clean. Yeah, same here. You know, if I have a couple drinks every now and then, and it is has really become lately every now and then. It's not like every night like it was. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't trade one addiction for another. No, yeah. I'm really, and back to just trying to be clear-headed, you know, I don't want all these, you know, different things, cl- you know, clouding me. Mm-hmm. Like, I like seeing. Totally. Now, totally. Right? And my body feels so much better. Oh, yeah. Than it has, you know, like I... I feel like I'm some, sometimes I feel like I'm in better shape than I was when I was a dance major. It's probably not true, but it's probably You're about still in great shape. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'm hard. trying to get back there. <laughs> but well, I guess we can head to the cemetery then. Okay. Have some wine. Say hi to my grandma and grandpa and your sister. Yes. All right. It's a good Saturday night. We can. We can. <laughs> oh my God. This. Is, how many times have we done this on a fucking Saturday <laughs> or a Friday night? We're such losers. Whatever. What am I supposed to be doing at home? Like taking care of my kids. Oh, we're okay. thirty without kids. We're allowed to have these adventures. We're, we're allowed to not party. I was at a party yesterday. It's fine. I already got my points. My party points. Party points. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want. I didn't want to see any people. I get like I, I get overstimulated when I see too many people. It doesn't matter. Well, well we that's can... how I feel. That's why we're going to the cemetery. Yeah. So, no, my favorite people, the dead ones. Yeah. Because they don't judge. Right. And they just want us to be happy. Yeah. And it's like I don't know if I wanted if I had to like tie an energetic description to a cemetery, I would say it's like beautiful, like swirly, like almost like dark red rose petals, like romantic, and it's like it. Do I just sound too insane right now? No, but can I tell you the only time the cemetery has backfired on me? Yes. Is when, so I was still medicated. I was uh, prescribed Ambien to sleep. Uh-oh. So <laughs> <laughs> I take an Ambien. It's like 1030 at night and I'm like, I can't sleep. So I'm going to go visit my sister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, when I, I, first of all, tripped over the wall, the tiny little wall that you just had to lift your leg over. I fell over that, <laughs> fell into like a bunch of just fucking mud and bullshit and still continued <laughs> to walk. But I was started tripping and I started seeing things at this point and I felt like I could see like people kneeling over headstones and it totally fucking creeped me out, but Ooh. I was still attracted, still walking straight to my sister's plot and I just felt like eyes on me. Like I, I, it was just so weird. I remember I sat down, I started smoking a cigarette and then I just had this bl- like brief, like moment of like clarity. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> oh shit. I'm at the fucking cemetery. Like, and for some reason I just got so fucking scared and I fucking bolted right back out tripped on the wall coming back out <laughs> rolled onto the street got in my car and booked it and i was like what am i doing You're like it, i mean it was just it was so weird it was just a weird fucking night and that was the only time it backfired on me and i, I was like scared me, i was I so scared told me about that oh it was I a bad night think you told me about you know you probably did have eyes on you it was probably the security guard and he probably saw you no <laughs> i'm telling you like i felt like I felt like when I would look around, like I could see like, pe- like almost like people like in cloats, like kneeling feel, over, always, like praying yeah. over these headstones. And I was like, what the fuck? I always and think then I'm I remember saying- like looking around and seeing like human eyes like on me and I fucking tripped out, flicked the cigarette, ran out. Like it was just, uh, and I woke up the next morning all scraped up. Like what, what, what's going on? <laughs> I always feel like I do see things at the cemetery. <laughs> like I do always feel like I'm seeing silhouettes and I'm like, I don't know if this is my mind or if I'm actually, cause like, like I, I realize I'm in a cemetery, but I'm also a sensitive and I believe that I can see these things. And I'm like, yeah. what, you know, is it mind games or is it something else? Yeah. Well, you know? let's go see what we can see tonight. Let's see what we can see. Maybe, maybe something will happen and we'll have to record more. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sounds good. Bye. All right. Well, we just got back from the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like (laughs) it's funny to me that we didn't make it all the way through the entire podcast without Without going to a cemetery (laughs) getting high or like drinking i was doing good tonight too i was on a roll i don't (laughs) (laughs) this is why damn it this is why this is probably the real reason why I moved to LA. <laughs> what? <laughs> the universe separated us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bad together. <laughs> oh no, we're not. Um. So, what what did you think of our time? I mean, we we were talking about like energy shit and picking up on different things while we were there. We both like. Well, you seen me. I was definitely picking up on something. I was. Yeah. I just started getting super super overheated. Like. That's why I was like, well, I have to go. Like, I feel like I'm suffocating. Like, I just felt like my mind was just like 
being like just filled with, I couldn't even think straight. I don't know. My whole body was just on fire. I was radiating. And I feel like it was like, it started getting worse after we were like talking about it. Yeah. Because we were, we sat down on a bench and it was so cute because we just picked a random bench to sit on but you lit it up before we sat down and it said our love is forever etched in stone yeah (laughs) um but then we were talking about like oh like it's weird because it it looks like there's a mist here but there's not a mist like we know there's no mist but it looks misty and foggy here and the more i sat like the more i felt like everything in front of me visually was getting more blurry like i couldn't like actually focus on anything straight like like dreamy and hazy right right yeah and um how it's just so ironic that it's like like, is this, like, we were, we literally were just talking about energy and stuff, and it's like, we go to the cemetery, I pick up on it, pick, you know? Pick up on it. Pick you, up on my energy. And an accent, clearly. Who <laughs> <laughs> were you channeling? <laughs> but, um, no, I don't know. Um, I said hi to my sister, that was good. Yeah, I said hi to my, my grandma. got my moment of clarity with her. Yeah, I got, said hi to my grandma and grandpa. But we both thought, we're like, okay, see, it looks like there's someone walking by over there. And then I was like, okay, well, one of the ways that you can play with this or one of the things that I like to do in cemeteries is like you sit next to a headstone and you try and pick up on like the energy or like make up little stories. Like sometimes I'll just be walking by a headstone and I'll be like, okay, that person was kind of boring, but like they were kinky or like this person seemed... You can feel those types? Well, like those are just like the thoughts that like come into my head quickly and it's like almost like vision. So I'm just like, yeah, this is what I'm picking up. Like if I had to guess this person had an interesting sex life, but they were on surface level boring. Right. But like they mixed it up in bed and like, you know, I, sometimes I'll walk by heads in and I'll just be like, yeah, that person had a really happy life. Like I can just tell like they died f- happy. Yeah. Um, and then that's one of the things that we were talking about and you were like, I'm getting really hot. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens to me when people try to ask me about, so sometimes when I'm in groups and I tell them like, oh, I give psychic greetings or whatever, people are like, Oh, can you tell me something about myself? And for a while I would try, but I realized that when I'm in big crowds, I start to get really hot. Like even people just asking me like, oh, can you tell me? I'm like, I'm sorry, like I can't, not in these big crowds. Yeah, Because yeah. I, re- I get really hot and it's hard to like... It's an n- overload of... Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to narrow down a channel. Right. And it's Yeah, it's and it is. That's totally like the side effects. Like I feel like I am like flushing. I feel like my skin is getting flushed and I'm getting really fucking hot. Yeah. Even if I like when I go to like a, you know, a big show, like a big concert, you know, I know it's like a huge, you know, outside venue or anything like not just because I am surrounded by a lot of people. It's just like, I feel like I can't like, like I like go into shock almost like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Do you think it's an anxiety thing? It is definitely an anxiety thing. Oh yeah. But I don't know if those things are mutually exclusive. Um, I think that I do have like really bad social anxiety as well. So I think that it does pick up like 100% when I'm, you know, out in social groups, but, mm-hmm. um, just big, big crowds. I just always feel like something like I started, that's where my mind goes. Like something bad's going to happen. I'm going to get stuck in this crowd. Like <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out, you know? And I like, I, like I shouldn't think that way, but that's where my thoughts go. That's what, you know, the anxiety does to you. It plays mm-hmm. on you like that. But, um, that is almost how I felt tonight. Just there. It, honestly, it's just the two of us, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like, I don't know why. Overstimulated I, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that being in graveyards just makes you nervous or do you think it's it doesn't make else? me nervous? It's, it doesn't make me nervous at all. And like, I'm not afraid of death either. Like I accept it. I know it's mm-hmm. coming, but it's just, I don't know. So maybe into I mean, it's, something's there. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I love it that I'm with like a friend like you where I could, tell them like uh this is how i'm feeling you know i feel like if i were to you know start saying that to anybody else big like, oh, you should probably get that like looked at like why are you suffocating <laughs> you know what i mean like right i feel crazy if i'm like telling them like i'm starting to feel this way you know being in a certain pl- you know place mm-hmm. but they don't try to talk it out with you because no. they don't understand yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no one understands me <laughs> no one understands me we just but, marry each other yeah great we will have four kids no no kids deal is off and when, can i have kids with other people but marry you i don't want to do that you know will what? someone else watch the kids mm, i'll watch the kids mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay you're like but then you won't have time to hang out with me uh, so. maybe one i'll be the baby daddy that leaves but goes out for a pack I of cigarettes <laughs> comes back when the kid's famous <laughs> oh yeah absolutely when this podcast gets bigger <laughs> i'm home mm-hmm. i don't know man well do you have any last thoughts about the cemetery or our experience there no i then just 
Oh, it was a good time. I'm glad we went. I'm glad we got this yeah. follow-up recording. <laughs> I know. Well, I just figured, you know, we yeah. might as well just do the... F- we we did go. We might as well just do the five minutes of breaking down what yeah. happened. Yeah. No, yeah. it was good. It's always a good time. Good time. <laughs> good times. Playing with energy. Well, thanks so much for doing this, dude. I love you so fucking much. I like, love you too. Thanks for having me. I hope that we die in each other's arms with <laughs> with our dudes on either side. Okay. Mine's going to be a skeleton because my husband will probably die way before me. There'll be like five skeletons of Ooh. like men that I'd married. It's fine. I'll have their bones properly like disinfected, <laughs> but like I'm keeping their bones. Okay. Okay, great. So anyways, that's how it ends. And if anyone wants to reach you, how should they find you? How can they reach me? Yeah, if someone wants to reach out and be like, oh, I think that your balls would taste great. My balls do taste great. Um, <laughs> just find me, social media, Ryan Mariana. Ryan Mariana. Okay, Instagram is Ryan, the number four, apathy. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll add links. Come say hi to me. Come say <laughs> hi. He's I'll- amazing. But also, just know if you want to like try and make Ryan your best friend, he won't cheat on me with you like he's mine i'm dedicated he's mine we're in it to win it yeah no stop by say hi stop by say hi i love you okay bye bye thank you very much for listening to another episode of witch doctorate that was my best friend ryan mariana and i love him so much and in high school we used to call him baño and that means bathroom in spanish so now you guys know um, oh, I do want to do a lab episode on spirit guides before we wrap up the semester, which will be happening soon. Um, but send me all of your questions or any of your questions about spirit guides, how to work with them, what they are, and I will address them in that episode. Phoenix, I'm coming your way. September 13th. Do not miss Renee Watts Comedy Coven. It is a goth-themed comedy show, and there will be live tarot readings, and it's going to be a blast. And come say hi to me and say that you heard about the show from the Spellcast, and we'll totally... I'm not going to do a shot, but, like, I'll click my reasonably paced alcoholic beverage to your reasonably paced alcoholic beverage, and then we can take a selfie, and I'll post it on Instagram, and we'll all be friends. Okay, so what else? I've got on September 19th in Scottsdale at Three Wiseman at 8 p.m. I am roasting my very good friend Chris Gillespie along with some other funny Phoenix comedians. We're all going to give him a goodbye because he is moving. So don't miss that. Come watch me tell jokes. I love you. Is there anything else I want to say? I don't think so. But yeah, I love you. Have a good day. Ooh, happy new moon. It's like... Oh, it's 111 in the morning. Isn't that cute? When you see a bunch of ones, it's just fucking cute because it's like angels, like number angels. It's fine. So yeah, happy new moon. Um, oh yeah, I do have a jewelry line with preserved spider webs encased in resin that I've been working on and I'm releasing that this week. I'm really excited. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, If you want to book a reading, reach out to me. I do chakra assessments, spirit guide readings, tarot, a little bit of numerology. It's all fun stuff. If you want me to help you answer the secrets, I will answer them as best as I can. So, you know, that's a thing that we could do together if you booked a reading. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to stop. You can find me online, ReneeWattEntertainment.com or WitchDoctorate.com. On Instagram, I'm at Rainbow Glitter Star for my personal and for the spellcast at Witch Doctorate. You can find me on Facebook as well if you want. Just search Renee Watt. Um, if I don't accept your friend request right away, just send me a message and point out that you know me from the spellcast because sometimes I'm weird about using Facebook in general. But um, I'll totally accept your friend request. I love you. Have a good week. You're beautiful goddess lady and any man is lucky to have you. And men, if you're listening to this, you're probably fine. So don't worry. The robots that are trained to take out all the shitty white dudes won't get you. Or will they? Class dismissed. That's your homework. Think about whether or not if you're a white dude, you're the only one who has homework. And you have to think about whether or not the robots will kill you. Okay. I love you. Class dismissed.